we're recording guys everything you say now is public record so be careful what you say because you don't want to get cancelled during this podcast my name is guy williams and this is a nba podcast i'm joined by my brother paul williams hello and uh i'm joined by uh jt all right what was that little audio clip Oh, yeah, that was my bad. It really threw me. Right. Have, you got a, have you got a soundboard? And are you doing like funny um, joke noises all the time? No, I, I, accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally played a um, highlight clip of uh, DeRozan hitting a game winner against the second one he hit against the Wizards, which I actually hadn't seen until right now. I'm watching it live. Well, I've, got a big thi- I've got a big thing to say about DeRozan. Well, can you just save it so we can play the intro music? Okay. Okay, it's time for Advanced Analytics. JT, what's your big thing to say about DeRosa? DeMar DeRozan's the best player in the NBA. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I didn't know what you were going to say, but that was, that was I like that. Um, He's so good, and he looks so cool in a Bulls jersey. Yeah. Okay. You've already. I mean, you've already given us that view that you think he looks really cool. But this would is you... looks based for once. This is not most of my most of my. T- I would say honestly, ninety percent of my opinions are looks based. Yeah. And that, and and Rosen, it looks cool, and I don't know, is the man. But yeah. this is basketball related, and not as at all a, based on just two highlights. As a Raptors fan and a big DeRozan fan, I just like he he's not going to be able to. He's not going to be able to live up to this hype, unfortunately. And it, it makes me, I feel like this is like a cruel joke because a lot of people on the internet and stuff are kind of saying this kind of view. And unfortunately, if you say this about LeBron or even Ja Morant, you're like, they might be able to live up to it, Steph Curry. But with DeRozan, um, I always remember the Adam Lambert lyric, I will let you down and he will in the playoffs. Who's Adam Lambert? Uh, he was like an American the, Idol winner from like 2007. And now he's the new Freddie Mercury. He, he's wow. the lead singer of the band Queen. I might have heard of them. Uh, you know who I, I hate? Brian May from Queen so much. He's one of my most hated people in the world. And I hate how whenever people <laughs> talk about Brian May, they're like, oh, Annie's Annie's like a rocket scientist. Hmm. But, do you know that? Have you ever heard that reference about Brian May? No, I have not. The, the rumor is that he's very smart. Uh, no, I think he like specifically did like astrophysics at uni. Oh, it's not wow. like he graduated. <laughs> I could enroll in anything. I could enroll in any degree. It's like I, I could do. <laughs> they can't stop me. And adult in New Zealand can enroll in whatever they want, can't they? Uh, I assume you have to get grades to get into medical school, don't you? Oh. I could be wrong. Well, you're joking. It's too. It's bloody segregation. Are you telling me that you need a bit of paper <laughs> to get into university? Two you- state system. Are you telling? Are you telling me that you can't just do um, well, free you want. online research and then be a microbiologist specialising in vaccines? Okay, it's been a while. We're sorry. Paul was in America catching COVID. JT, where have you been? Did you catch COVID, Paul? Seriously? I th- I don't know. I never tested positive. Never tested positive. Positive. Real Lance Armstrong vibes coming from Paul. A eh? real Usain Bolt action going on here. Usain Bolt's never. That's. I uh, won't stand for that. Oh, I like Usain Bolt has never been caught. He doesn't. No, neither was Lance Armstrong. Yeah, but it, Usain Bolt's not a not a pumpkin eater. What's a pumpkin? What eater? does pumpkin eater mean? Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yeah. Usain, Usain Bolt, Bolt is, is definitely, definitely. doping. You tell me he's eating pumpkin pie. Yeah, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm telling you, no he's baking them at what's home. Your, okay, so what's your? Because uh, I guys, I think okay, I'm going to give you the benefit Every of the doubt. World what's record your in the men's hundred meters and women's hundred meters. Since 1986, okay, what's that? What's that? What's that? Boring old white guy that and finally, the Jamaican team is incredibly dodgy, and every sprinter but him basically from Jamaica has been banned. Okay, so what what about that New Zealand guy who who broke the one one minute mile or whatever? Is he a cheater? Because that record had never been broken before. Well, what are you talking about? Is it John Walker? No, a one minute mile. Whatever, 10-minute mile, who cares? He broke a record, and you're like, your basis for saying Usain Bolt's a cheater is that he broke a record. I'm telling you, we've got to no, go No, no, I'm to- I'm to- I'm to- I told you he's he smashed the record would, hundreds of times, and he's the only person to do it that hasn't used drugs. There's, Have you there's an article. New Zealand flag? What? Guys, it's not sounding very patriotic to me, saying that John, are you sure it's John Walker? 
Uh, I, I don't Isn't know who you're talking about there. I don't, I don't think. I think you just made up a runner. I thought it was a British guy who broke the four minute mile. I'll let Paul talk while I do some risk scrambling research. All, all I'll say with Usain Bolt, I think it's this article. It's called Usain Bolt, Lance Armstrong, and the Duck Test, and it's um by a guy called Tom New. And if you read that, I just feel like there's zero doubt. Wait, wait Paul, wait, wait, who, wait, what is the source though? You're making me feel weaker about my thing. Tom New, like, is it published in an in a proper web publication? Um, it's just some guy on Medium or something. It's a guy on Medium. Yeah, I it's, thought so. It's yeah. literally. On, I'm listening. It's on Medium. <laughs> it's a guy called Tom New on Medium, and it's called yeah. Usain Bolt, Lance Armstrong, in the Duck Test. And he kind of just lays it all out, and you read it, and and once you've read it, you think, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I've got some interesting articles I can send you about vaccines that are also well, very compelling. What, what, I t- what would you? T- what? Okay, guys. Actually, you know, here's some pretty damning evidence. Apparently, um, Usain broke a record that had been in place for three and a half years, and he broke it by zero point one seconds. So that's pretty amazing. I bet he broke his own record. Oh no, sorry, that was Peter Snell, New Zealand legend, who you've just labelled a cheater by proxy. Um, I, I don't know if Peter now was a, a, what a year, cheater. But, what um, year was it? I he, doubt he, they had access he, to like um, performance and good performance enhancing drugs when Peter Snell ran. Well, the photo of them, the article, he's tucking into a giant pumpkin. He's biting right into a raw pumpkin. Seventy uh, five. <laughs> he did that. No, I don't know. Um, I thought we should do some basketball takes. Um, it, I thought we could all do a guy I've been thinking. It's time for guy I've been thinking. I've been thinking. So I wanted everyone just to throw out, we've been away for a month or so, everyone to throw out what they think has been like a, a major narrative that they want to bring to the table or a, an interesting story or something like that. Do I, do I redo my one from earlier or is that, is that canon? Wait, Will wait, that wait. Make it? So wait, is your contribution, JT, you might have another contribution besides DeMar DeRozan is the best player in the world. Yeah, so I'd, I've got another one, but I just want to make sure that one's in the cut or else I'll fold that into my second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's in the I cut. I want that man. on the record. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got, okay, well, I've got one. Yeah. Another one. Great. Uh, I honestly believe Ja Morant is the coolest NBA player ever. I think I've previously said it, but I don't think it's arguable now. What's what's so cool about Ja Morant? I don't think he's that cool at all. I think he's what Russell Westbrook two point Says who? That uh, so outrageous. I was yeah. quoting the Nike Ja Morant ad there. Okay, well J- J- JT, can you? No one's seen that ad, Paul. JT, can you tell us um, why? What why Ja Morant is cool? Yes, cool hair, cool mustache. He can pretty much uh, does <laughs> the laws of gravity do not apply to him. He's sort yeah. of like he's he can't shoot, but he's like learning to shoot, which is a big strike against your Russell Westbrook theory. Russell Westbrook had some good shooting seasons. Uh, well, not he? good, but like acceptable. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he's ever shot like he, over three fifty from three. I just believe me. In history, point guards who are hundred percent rely on athleticism have no future. He like leads the NBA in points in the paint. I I love him. I think he's good, and I don't want to hate on him, but I also don't want to get too fall in love with him. Because I know he's going to break my heart. Says who? Well, says, <laughs> says everyone who um, has observed Derek Rose or Russell Westbrook. And Guy, you got to see this. Group. You got to see this Nike ad because you're literally like. Can you one explain of the... what it is? Because all you guys, it's, okay. you guys just say it's exactly. Give what, us some more details. Basically, it's like people doubting him, and then a little kid will go, "Says who?" And then finally ends with um, with someone being like, "Ja." Your stats are crazy. There's no way you can keep this up. And then he goes, says who? And then runs off. And it's like, well, finish the interview, well, mate. Have a little they get, man. They should get a little Nike guy ad going. That'd be so good. Mm. With Ja Morant. Um, and also <laughs> well, another big get point. Get me on was, the ad, criticizing Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I can't shoot. And he'll be like, And going, a, 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 yeah, a small point guard who relies on athleticism has never led a team anywhere. And, well, uh, did you see that block? He was, he, so... The game oh, the other day, insane. that's the most insane thing I've ever seen. He he, he was like a foot, <laughs> over a foot above the hoop. And from, from <laughs> Wasn't a weird... he recovering like his own turnover though? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh okay, it doesn't count. No, scrub it, it, from, just, scrub it, was, it from your memory. It was a cool highlight, but I mean, I don't know. So what, okay, just go and watch Tim Duncan f- fundamental replays if, that's, if you can only accept <laughs> a replay. 
I will, man. I'll put that on the YouTube right now. I loved LeBron's description of him having um, rockets in his calf muscles. He said he had rockets in his calf muscles. <laughs> Such a weird place to put the rockets. <laughs> yeah. Also, also that actually, is, that's weirdly that's accurate because the angle he did was like quite horizontal. It was, yeah. He didn't go straight up. No, that was so it was crazy. LeBron. He jumped from like yeah. the free throw line and then was like up above the backboard. Um, what what really does impress me is that the Grizzlies have won eighteen out of twenty two, which is very very impressive. Wait, of the last twenty two my... games, yeah, wow, streaking baby, that's crazy. But 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 here comes my hot take of the off season. The NBA is a sham. The regular season has is I already thought that was a disaster, but what they've been doing here is an insult to me, an insult to basketball fans, an insult to America and an insult to the world. If you go to McDonald's, you mm. expect McDonald's food. If they serve you spaghetti because they've run out of McDonald's food, that is not McDonald's. If you watch an NBA game, you can't just take all the players out and put them in the COVID protocol and then just put some completely different players into those uniforms and claim that as an NBA game. Uh, it's disagree. a fake product and I it's agree. an absolute scam. No, I disagree. You, I mean, Paul, you would have been ecstatic to see Isaiah Thomas get get another chance. Yes, that's probably coloring. For me, you. I'm oh all about God, team depth. Embarrassing. And I actually think there should be way less timeouts in games, and you should be required much more so, to rely on your subs and your depth. So, Paul, are you suggesting you release some sort of super virus every year to the NBA season? Yeah, just to do test the rosters or um, more games. I reckon, yes. what about 164 games a year? Double it. What, the baseball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, okay. so, um, it's, it's, currently, it's currently like a, a league run by stars, and I want that to change. I want to see like... Yeah, get rid of player power, right? Get it back to the owners. No, you know? no. The, owners, the owners need a break. <laughs> no, I'm saying give it to the second tier guys. I want to see the Indiana Pacers leading the East every year. Yes. With their great depth. So, Um, Guy, I I agree with you. And I want to, and so look, you may have noticed over the last few weeks in particular and months, I have had very little um, NBA uh, analysis or talk. And that's largely because I don't want to watch 10 people who I've never seen before. (laughs) I've tuned into, I tuned into games before Christmas where I didn't know a single player on the court. Yeah, and I thought that is not the that is not the rule. That's the exception. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Apart from Isaiah Thomas, who we're all truthers. Yeah, not a lot of big names stepping up from the. Uh... Also, no one wants to watch those old guys. People like Joe Johnson who shoot, shoots a very slow mid ranger, and the Boston crowd gets on their feet. It's like, what does is Joe Johnson? Did he even play for Boston? Like, what does Boston care about Joe Johnson? I saw Joe Johnson. Joe. I didn't even like him when he was playing. It's it's such a negative nickname. eh? That's what I find so funny about him is that this nickname, which he uses himself, it's like a real nig on him. No, 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 it's a positive. Back when he played like in the Kobe era, isolation was cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. My favorite quote was from Austin Rivers on his Instagram live. He said, um, you should have seen the Nets team that was playing, that we were playing tonight. Paddy Mills, Blake Griffin, Cam Thomas were the only ones we knew. We had to do a whole new scouting report. I didn't even know who I was guarding. I was guarding Anonymous. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. I but thought also, saying I was guarding Anonymous was so good. But also great that um, you have been checking out Austin Rivers' lives on Instagram. No, I, I, I don't find a lot of time to watch Austin Rivers' lives, sadly. <laughs> it, it, just, it just is really weird and like post-apocalyptic. That they're like, we can just put out a whole different team of just completely random guys and pretend that's the still the so, same get game happening. You know, I agree. Like, and Paul, Paul might have some interesting insight based on just coming back, but I would have been livid. Like you, you, the prices you pay for the games are so dependent on the players and the other team or the team you're going to. Like by the factor of like ten, right, which is my experience, that so you pay ten to twenty times for the same seats to see the Lakers. If you turned up and it's like, oh, I don't know generic name you know like the sort of player generated in 2k and if i and you know 23 or sorry no it's 23 now bloody hell 33 what am i saying I, i've got no idea you just started listing, <laughs> sorry. listing it's all right, mate. You, just, you just you just take a break you just take a break and just relax your mind um paul <laughs> you, you, really, 
you've yeah. had a big day, man. It's it's a lot to take in. It's not easy to do a um amateur basketball podcast. Paul, um, <laughs> do you have a big narrative over the last month? Because off here you're telling me you hadn't noticed anything from the last month of play. And considering you didn't even appear on the last podcast because you were quote at a dinner. So surely you've I, you've noticed I one lied. thing. It wasn't just a dinner. I went to see the movie Dune in 4D. <laughs> it had <laughs> smells, even. Well, and it was, it? It, yeah, it had smells. Like when it was burning, you could smell the burning. Um, That's weird. Or I was having a stroke. But um, there was also like a scene where it started raining, and it genuinely was like raining way too much on me to the point where I was like, I'm going to get sick. Like, I'm gonna... I don't think I understand dimensions. No, I think you. What's do. the difference between a sense and dimension? <laughs> yeah, aren't I, all the senses in one dimension? I think I think they are. I I also don't understand dimensions. I tell no, you who, no. who also doesn't understand dimensions: <laughs> the operators of cinemas. No, 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 no. I no. I think that is. I think that is the fourth dimension is touch. No, I think that's it. No, I think these are all senses. Yeah. And all those senses exist in one dimension. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, uh, so a cube can be three dimensional on a page, but if a cube is like a dice and you can like feel it in your hand, that's four. D- okay. No, I think yeah. There's no four D. Four D. You got me. Out. You got me, and you didn't even have to say anything. I just said it out loud, and I was like, I got, I got, got. Okay, I've, I've um, got the, I've got dimensions, um, definition here. Yeah, hit us. But I don't even understand this. Yeah, yeah, right. A measurable extent of a particular kind, such as length, breadth, 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 breadth. Oh, bread. <laughs> bread. I think it's meant to be bread. <laughs> Depth or height. So basically, it's like it's like length, height, depth, or uh, bread. Amazing when major movies started making sure there were bread scenes in all their movies. <laughs> so they could call it 3D. Um, I once, hey, I went, went went to New Lynn and I went to a um a, a seven dimension theatre, and <laughs> one of the dimensions there? one of the dimensions was bubbles. <laughs> I was assumed that was like a trick, and if you turned up, you got like jumped or robbed. Yeah. Like it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got robbed for how um, shitty the cinema was. Um, Paul, do you have a basketball narrative? Otherwise, I'll throw out another. Um, I got a good. I got a goodie. I mean, I'll throw out maybe just happened. Clay Thompson, the return. Oh, there you go. Well done, Paul. Mm. Um, I, I, I everyone on the internet froths over Clay Thompson. They love him. They love when he did an interview about scaffolding as a normal person. I'm I'm sick of Clay Thompson. I like him as a player, but his personality. I I used to think he was like this funny, chill guy. Now I just I think he's like no, he's a bit, jumped the shark. A bit dumb. I don't think he's dumb. I just think it's a bit boring now. Do something new. Yeah. But one, his... one, th- one thing I really didn't like, I didn't like Clay Day. I didn't like that term, but I really didn't like Draymond, the weird Draymond Green thing. It was really oh. weird. It was so really it was weird. Explain what are you talking about. So Draymond Green, so he was on the injury report and then right before tip off, they're like, he is playing, but then he only played a minute and by prior ag- agreement with the other team, then did a foul straight away so they could sub, sub him off. But like this isn't Clay's retirement game. Is it? Yeah. It's definitely not a thing in sports that you like must be on the court when someone returns. But like he could have been on the bench, three feet to the right of where he was on the court. Yeah. I'd, and so there's big, um, big conspiracies that it's some sort of prop betting scandal. Who? Wow. What does prop so, betting mean? What's prop- so that? Um, basically, you can do all sorts of bets in America, like things like first foul. A first person to foul um, or specific players to score under certain points or assists. Yeah. So as, as soon as that was announced, loads of people, at big numbers as well, started betting on Andre to score under 10, get less than five assists, like crazy prop bets. Yeah, okay. So I hate gambling agencies so much, and anyone who wants to um, scam or rig the betting, I'm totally for, and I hope they lose and get screwed on prop, prop bets. And I know they won't. But um, I'm 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 here for it. Um, but welcome back, Clay Thompson. He is a spectacular player to watch. So I really, I'm glad to I see really him. wanted Darius Garland, like when Draymond went to foul him. To um... hey, wait. Oh yeah, sorry. Someone was playing some loud Venga Boys music, but I guess it was a, a loud car driving past someone's house. Um, I thought it was you, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think it is you, and you're covering. Because why you're in the? Because just for the listeners, you're in like a real dark and weird room. <laughs> yeah. 
He's in pitch black. <laughs> no, because I don't want. I don't Almost want like the you're flies trying to hide to the, the band Finger Boys. I think he's in a nightclub the in like um, Ibiza. No, in <laughs> New Zealand, <laughs> in New Zealand, there is a, a, a paradox that we must do every summer: either keep the windows closed and it's really hot, or open the windows and let the flies fly in. I have come up with a solution to this problem, which is sit in the dark, and it's the best of both worlds. But I'm confused because I'm now in the same country as you, and it's not dark out. So how is it? No, <laughs> it's like my... it's like still sunny out. It's darker in there <laughs> than it is the night. You're, you are in a darker room than night, which makes me honestly think that the whole Venga Boys band is beside you, split in half, in that some sort of giant king size bed, and you're hiding them. <laughs> that could be it. That could be true too, but I'm not letting the flies get me tonight. And I'm telling you, I've gamed the system and everyone should copy my idea. Um, can I throw out this amazing thing from the time we've missed? Mm-hmm. Markeith Morris has missed 30 games from when Nik- uh, Nikolai Jokic shoved him on the back. That was in <laughs> November, at the start of November, November 8th. <laughs> and I love that someone tweeted at him. Where he complained about it and someone... um. Uh, tweeted at him, spine don't lie, which I thought was pretty funny. D- didn't he also call, um, say that you'd be hurt too if a fat slob fell on you or something? Yeah, he called, him, um, he called him a um, sloppy fat boy. Hey, by the way, guy, you're now, there, have you done, have you, are you tricky, playing a joke on us? Because now this, you are so, you're like entirely pitch black with only the lights of your glasses like shining back, which is hey, What if I turn comment. that light on? Oh yeah, here we go. Um, in a serious note, though, on Mark Keith Morris, yeah, like, why can't he sue Jokic and just like and say this was something like so? For example, if a work, you know, I like to bring things back to the office. If <laughs> if a workmate was angry at my, me in a meeting, like I'd got my way, yeah. and really like trounced him in a meeting, and he just walked over and punched me or yeah. pushed me over, and yeah. I like broke my wrist and had to spend three three weeks. I, I should have the right to like take some sort of action, even though that was in a workplace. Yeah. Jokic yeah, didn't you do raise, it as part of the game. You raise a it's common a good point, and it's a common discussion in rugby because um, obviously they have, like, legal tackles and then, like, very dangerous, dangerous illegal tackles that can end people's career. And I guess do players sign some sort of waiver? Mm. It is really I think they must do. Even, like, that woman who got hit in the face with that um, ball, and then did you guys see that when Christian Wood – through a bad pass and it hit a woman in the face who was walking in the crowd. No, and, I wish I did because it sounds very funny. Right. So the whole stadium laughed. I think players maybe laughed. She was kind of laughing. Um, and then he posted it on his Instagram story. Um, and he said, laughing face something about like put this on shackton or something or like yeah he mentioned something about his shackton like how bad his pass was and then he said to the woman i hit like um like i got free tickets for you or free courtside seats or something and she responded with it was disrespectful for him to use laughing emoji when i got hit in the face and it actually caused me a lot of physical pain and yeah but it's but is it not just that's the American system and you quickly realize you can make some money? Yeah, maybe. But people people were saying that she wouldn't be able to sue because when you get a ticket or something, you like weigh, you so, you like kind of tick a box saying that so you not could getting, get hurt. Yeah, I don't know about the – I don't want to get too legally nerdy here. Oh, we um, this is the podcast for it though. We get deep. And, and you can tell all these opinions are very accurate. Well, tune in because the legal eagle is about to soar. Uh, I think in New Zealand, I'll, I'll add like be, some eagle sound effects there. Yeah, please. <laughs> there'll be some. There'll be various torts laws where effectively like that. You you basically it's um, within the expecting out, expected outcomes if you're struck by a ball while in the crowd for a game. Mm. Yeah. I have just done a little research about why people don't get arrested or sued in sports like player on player, and it has happened. There's been people in hockey charged with assault with a weapon for smashing each other with sticks. Yeah, uh, but there's that it's it's covered by yeah what the players are covered by is what's in the official rules which are, and as well and in addition to that what's covered by the sort of unofficial rules. Wow, Paul, you want to get in there? Uh no, I can't remember. So, I, I was um, no, I was just going to say like I, I've often thought about like 
when players punch other players on the court. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. But it's it like it's like um But when when was the last time a player punched a player? Like they, I, well, I was just thinking about like that really fight happened. like a couple seasons ago where Rondo like spat at Chris Paul and then they all started like punching each other kind of thing. Yeah. Well, most of the time in the NBA, if you take him to court, you're you're gonna Barbara Streisander and you're gonna make it a bigger deal um than you it previously was and it'll just cause you a lot of embarrassment. Like if Chris Paul or Rondo when they spat and pushed each other, if one of them took the other one to court, it would just it would just be a big like embarrassment and PR hit. Mm. Um and again for this Morris brother, again, it would just but, it would just look very bad. They, they often talk about like, you know, the how what they'd do to win, but it's like I mean get win a lawsuit. Yeah, win a lawsuit. Get get uh your opponent put put behind bars. So get that get that bag. This just cost Morris money. What if what if Rondo had hepatitis and he spat at Chris Paul and gave Chris Paul hepatitis? I mean that is a ludicrous um no, hypothetical. But, it's... <laughs> but um Mark if, can I just say about the Morris brothers, the Morris brothers are two of the like most hated players in the NBA, and that's why no one really has sympathy um, for him. That's why people are tweeting spine don't lie. JT, um, can you sign out of your new um, legal segment so I can add another sound effect? This is legal eagle. Always no, on what? your side is in the skies, looking down on you with legal advice. <laughs> no, but but I, I've, I've got some more legal chat. I love this is my new favorite segment. <laughs> um, for people who can't see, Paul and JT are laughing so hard that they're almost crying with laughter. <laughs> at the legal eagle segment which i must say as a sober um, participant in the dark is for me barely humorous at all i love it like jt's still laughing at a joke that you wrote but guy when you hear it with the um eagle sound effect you're gonna... <laughs> and to me it's funnier because you're in complete black darkness <laughs> okay Again, the listeners are not going to enjoy this because they can't see that I'm in complete darkness. I'm also wearing a black shirt. And yeah, I, my screen does look ludicrous. Um, can I throw this out though? One of the reasons people hate the Morris Brothers so much, besides their like douchey online personas, is that they were also thugs, right? They they famously beat a guy up. Um, I googled that recently. They were found not guilty and like totally acquitted, I think. Like they didn't do that. Play the sound effect there, Paul. What? Yeah. Do the sound effect after that. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my point is, though, is that like you know they were known for like beating a guy like to an inch of his life, and turns out I, it wasn't them. Like they might have been there, but they were not the people who did it and were found not guilty. So my issue with them was more, and I don't have a twin, so I don't know what it's like. But it's creepy to be an adult and share like a, the bank account with your brother. Like you guys don't do that, do you? Yeah, we it's, do. Of course, we do. All the money we're getting from this podcast, we get we share in the same <laughs> group podcast, uh, group bank account um yeah um paul you've been in america for a while mm-hmm. uh, yeah we start a new sem- wait, sem- wait, God, I, before we move into the big things there's one massive thing we're not talking about which is the biggest thing of all Hit me. lebron lebron doing the lebron saying what's it hey someone explain to me what why is covid so bad how's it different from a flu that's pretty crazy then facing the inevitable uh backlash then just doubling down and saying i genuinely wanted to know <laughs> i was just yeah. <laughs> what that's like <laughs> How does he get away with this? Like for, for, for people who missed it, um, LeBron tweeted the Spider-Man meme, and it had uh, the flu pointing at a cold, pointing at COVID, and them all like, yeah, you know, all the Spider-Men pointing at each other, accused. Like basically, it, it, that meme. I don't even understand memes, but saying they're like the same. Right? Look at me sucking the fun out of a meme, eh? Uh, I, that's what I, means, right? I think that LeBron, to me, being LeBron's manager, would be good because you've got loads of cash. But he has got to be one of the most like. Uh, risky social media users because he's got the following of a millennial sports star, yeah. but the, the, the social media style of like a <laughs> 60 year old man, like t- I follow him on all channels. And about a week ago, he discovered the fax machine emoji and he has just been pounding that out <laughs> just <laughs> constantly. Yeah. He, um, he, it was annoyed me when he got really upset when the Grizzlies, I think Desmond Bain, talk some trash to him and he absolutely lost it and it's like and someone brought up the point like on the tweet i saw someone be like he was like literally just the other day to the kings like talking trash to their bench saying he was a problem but then the second it's like aimed back at him he's like nah cut this nonsense (laughs) 
Yeah. Here's, here's my theory. We're all hypocrites. Mm. Everyone oh. I know is a hypocrite. And mm. normally the thing that irritates you the most is normally something that you yourself are either self-conscious about or you do yourself. That's my, that's guy psychology, guy ecology right there. Mm. I'd agree with that. I've and and the people who talk the most smack are the people who can take the smack the least. Nah, I disagree with that. You disagree? Uh, like, okay, think of some of the great guys in the world that just tell it like it is constantly. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> Louis C.K. They can take it. They can dish it out. <laughs> Comedians oh, are the best example where they, they joke about everyone. And if you slightly criticize them, like Dave Chappelle got, I think someone said a minor, a minor think piece about him being slightly transphobic in one of his specials. And as a result, he's committed the last nine years of his life and ruined his own legacy by just beating down on the trans community until uh, he basically cancels himself um, just like voluntarily. It's so entertaining to watch. But yeah. because we're getting away again from the like the, the most unbelievable part of this, that LeBron, <laughs> the most famous athlete in the NBA, more famous than Michael Jordan, according to you, Guy, no, but, but no, when, I said when, he's, with a generation, he's with right. some kids, he's as big. Or if yeah, not so he, he did like a super weird, mm. semi COVID, weird COVID thing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't back down, <laughs> double yeah. downed. Like there are, you know, all these like, her, 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 and horrendous, like hideous um, conspiracy theories about who controls the media, right? Yeah. I, I think LeBron does. <laughs> <laughs> like, how has he got away with this? <laughs> He um he 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 said Kareem wrote an essay calling him out, so he didn't get away with it. And he said, as you said, he he just denied it. He said, "No, I don't have a response to Kareem at all." And if you saw the post and you read the tag, you know that I'm literally, honestly asking, "Help me out." We're all trying to figure out COVID and the new strain and the flu, and people forgot about the flu. That is not what you're trying to do. Don't post a Spider-Man meme to try and learn about the science of the Omicron variant, LeBron. People forgot about the flu. (laughs) Nowadays, everybody want to talk. They've got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish because they forgot about flu. Um, Um, That's a song parody that I'm releasing on CD (laughs) later on. LeBron fans... I went to. I was at the Magic versus Lakers game where Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, his glasses broke, and LeBron. Yeah. I saw it in person. Him bend down, pick them up, and put them on his face. And I thought, oh, that was weird. That's something I can say on the podcast that only I saw and thought was weird. And I get home, and it's like the main thing on the internet is <laughs> LeBron put these glasses on his face. And I read the comments, and it's, there's literally like Laker fans at the top saying, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but that's, 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 the, that's the fascinating thing. I mean, I guess that's kind of an argument in LeBron's defense, is that for the last 15 years, everything in his life has been like scrutinized in minute detail. But it is interesting that in the last two years, um, people more and more start asking him about issues. It's kind of because he is like a, you know, a social leader leader. And that's where the right wing assholes like to call him out. They're like, you talk about black lives matter. Uh, you don't talk about China. Well, he knows about black lives matter. He knows nothing about China. So, I mean, that is, I mean, that's not a good defense, but it is a defense. Um, I mean, he, he, and, could find, he could find out about China. And the, yeah, he, <laughs> you can Google it. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's a, we all have our blind spots and we all have our issues. And he is like a loose as goose, like the COVID Instagram. He was clearly very frustrated when he and his team had to miss games due to COVID protocols. He called out the Warriors who suspiciously no, um, that didn't was, miss many players. That was, no, that was weird. He called out the Warriors. No, nah, no, I don't think that's weird at all. Cause I watched the premier league and it's very annoying that the premier league's be, like the NBA has right. been ruined because all the players are out but, and the games are rubbish, but the NBA regular season doesn't matter anyway. But mm. in the Premier League, the season has literally been de- defined by the fact that Liverpool and Chelsea were badly affected by COVID and Man City basically were either deep enough or didn't get... They, De Bruyne missed for COVID, but the rest of the team was pretty healthy and they kind of sailed through COVID and ended up basically winning the Prem, you know? Mm. But like in terms so of... The Warriors, um, and, the Warriors and Sons had very few... In COVID terms of health match. luck, like I, I wouldn't point out the Warriors as being lucky. 
Uh, yeah, no, they're like, not. Clay Thompson's this, this, missed like three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But this season, the second this season, best, like, Kate, like LeBron. If you want to experience that, take AD out for three years. I, but, but I will. I, I I don't agree that LeBron made a good call. But I will say that, like, if I was a sports team, I would be very suspicious of teams that were like playing relatively full rosters. And maybe those have better COVID protocols. But like, the funniest thing right now is the Australian A-League soccer, where they play, all the players have COVID, right? Mm. But they play one game a week, basically between the teams that have the least COVID, and then all those players get COVID on the pitch, and then they're out for the next week. But by that time, another two teams have recovered enough to play the next week. And Mm. I just love this like dystopian crazy. Like a lot of the teams, like if you just test less, you have a competitive advantage in sports. It's it's crazy. But it's super weird. Like, so to get into an NBA game, I just went to a bunch and to get in, I had to show proof of vaccine and then wear a mask while I was in, unless I was eating or drinking, and then I could pull it down. But the thing is, it's like, you can be vaccinated and like, okay, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure you can be vaccinated and still be transmitting COVID, yeah. right? Totally. So I'm there giving high fives to the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Yeah, but let's I be honest. That. Let's be honest, Paul. They're looking for a Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high fiving them, and um, you know they're high fiving all kinds of people, and, and oh, football I'm... players as well. They score goals, and then they run over and like sometimes just hug crowd members, and it's like, what's going on here? Paul, uh, your videos on Instagram, it looked like you were trying to give the Orlando Magic COVID. No, where you it was high five a player, the opposite. touch your mask. Yeah, no, no, high five, touch your mask. It was the opposite where. My dream was to catch COVID from an Orlando Magic player because <laughs> I thought if I'm going to catch it, I want it to be from you know someone someone I really admire. But um, I also and who was... on the Magic? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. which Magic who player do magic? you admire? Whole squad. Pure um, Magic. Pure Magic. But um, I will say I just wanted to highlight because I went to my first ever NFL game, American football. Ooh. Great experience, isn't it? It was. But I will say the cultural difference between the league was to get into an NFL game. Um, didn't even have to show proof of um, vaccine or negative test. Oh and then gosh. in there, I felt like, I know it was it was an outdoor stadium, but still I felt like masks were, they weren't compulsory. And a lot of people, I'd say the majority were not were not wearing, maybe not majority, but a lot of, a lot oh of people were. Oh my gosh. Paul, what, what um, NFL game did you go to? Uh, it was a classic. It was two really bad teams i think i looked at the power rankings and they were the two worst teams the uh new york jets and the jacksonville jaguars so it was the number one pick quarterback versus the number two pick quarterback from the most recent draft um and it came out on top oh it was incredible game came down to the final play right in front of me with jacksonville needed to score uh to win the game incomplete pass in the end zone game over new york jets win it was crazy i was kind was of re- at, at metlife arena at metlife yeah which wow. will be hosting the 2026 um football world cup final so that's soccer wow. football is it a nice arena it's um kind of terrible but it's kind of makes it great like to me like it's fr- i looked it up literally today and it's from 2007 i think they made it and it feels like it should be from, like, it feels like it should be so old. Like, it's firstly just the location it's in. It's right next to um, where the Nets used to play in New Jersey at Meadow, yeah. Meadowlands. So I actually, I went and did a lap of the the old Nets stadium afterwards. But it's like in such a the area where you're like, it's crazy that this is a modern stadium, a pretty modern stadium. Feels like it should be a relic of the past. Um, but I was, ultimately, I was very into it. Paul, at the um, when I when we were last in the states, we went to the Saints in New Orleans, and we I might have told you the story already, but we'd only gone down just to participate in the fun before the game. Mm. And when we got so swept up, we were like, "Oh, I'll have a look on tickets after like just after the game started." And some that I'd been watching that were three grand each. It was a playoff game. And we're down for a hundred US each, wow. or maybe one hundred and fifty, and right ten rows back, right on the fifty. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be cool." I've been to like, loads of rugby. I've been, been to rugby world cup, loads of sports. That was by far the best experience I've ever had in a stadium. Yeah, wow, loved it. 
everyone I, I was expecting that to go the other way because I've been to four or five NFL games and a college football game, and I thought they're all so boring. Like it's uh, different for you because you were in a playoff game in New Orleans, but I've been to New Orleans game and found it incredibly tedious. The game goes for four hours. I, um, the amount of military propaganda. Gonna, like, I found nah, the whole thing I'm going to come out and say American football is way better live than it is on TV. Totally. Like, to me, this game I saw, because I was like, in my head, I was like, American football games take five hours. And it flew by watching it live. And it seemed like the most exciting game of all time. To the point where I was like, everyone's going to be talking about how good this game was. And then said it was like, just considered a normal game between the two worst teams in the league. So I think there's two real hacks that the Americans have invented for games, and I'm willing to lay it out here. One is being de- oh, being delivered food and drinks to your seat. Like it dr- drastically changes the experience. Like not having to have the stress of like leaving to go and line up is amazing. So that's hack one, and they've got that. And then hack two is for the NFL specifically. They whoever put it out there that if you, the crowd gets over whatever 100 decibels that the players can't hear the calls on the field. Uh, that's a great hack because now everyone just screams every play for the yeah. whole game. Did you experience that, Paul? I mean, I would say attendance wasn't great at this game, but they were loud for how um, half-filled the stadium was. Oh. I will say that. Um, speaking of half-filled uh, stadiums, the magic of the worst team in the NBA, it's time, right about that time, <laughs> For the stars to roll on out. I used to be jealous of bearing a follow. We're taking every game personal. I'm a Alfred. This is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. It's time, right about that time, to celebrate. Can I just repeat? The worst team in the NBA. The Orlando Magic. No, but that's like but worst. Metric. Yeah, worst in terms of um, record. Record, yeah. but it's kind of a subjective term. And <laughs> and then, what other way can you judge how the just good the team kind is? of vibe, the vibe, the roster, the Reddit. The Reddit's so positive at the moment. They have a worse record than OKC and Houston, two of like the worst NBA teams. How are the Magic doing well, worse than them? Is well, the East hard? I will like... say, no, we're, I mean, two of our starters, uh, I, rec- I think, could be playing, Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. And I think they're intentionally being held out to um, try and <laughs> get a higher draft pick. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like, even like Robin Lopez could have been playing a lot more this year. I think, and he's he's going to add he's going to add a few wins to the oh, to yeah. the tally. And guy, let me ask you, let me ask you a question: Would you rather be the Orlando Magic on seven wins, but with reigning Rookie of the Month Franz Joseph Wagner, or, or would you want to be the Detroit Pistons with no Rookies of the Month? How many Rookies of the Month Wait, has, do you think is better? Has one Kate or zero? Kat Cunningham not won Rookie of the Month? No. Yeah, so wow. one to none rookies of the month. So I would say there's about there's about five or six teams in the NBA that I would say are, uh, are rudderless and should be relegated. Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Sacramento Kings, Detroit Pistons, Orlando no, Magic, no. Houston Rockets. Those teams have no future. They're going nowhere. Disagree. Like so- even if even if. Is it who's is it Mo Wang? Who's the who's the Wagner who's good? It's, it's he got both. one as no both yeah, are Franz. So Franz no. is currently on the top of the rookie ladder on the NBA website, the rookie, yeah. reigning rookie of the month. Um, yeah. To the point where Cole Anthony has started calling him Roy Wagner. Um, no, but aren't, no, um, isn't it, isn't it, aren't all the rookies doing terrible this year? Like who's second? So, oh, um, no, guy, guy, right. guy, get, is... get, guy, just eat your crow. You you bashed the Wagners, and we told you they were going to be good. <laughs> I've never good. criticized the Wagners. I only <laughs> said also, they should get, give out Toblerones if they score a basket. Guy, I reckon this year is a great rookie. Like Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham. Josh None of Giddy. these guys are playing well, though. Like, no, they are. Even Mobley's like having a great rookie season. Like, incredible. Even, yes. And Scotty Barnes as well. Is like, Scotty he's Barnes like looks already... like he's a third-year vet. Yes. Scotty, uh, Scotty Barnes is not that good. But Scotty Paul, Barnes question, is good. Paul, question for you that only a real Magic Insider can answer. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, Markel Fultz, Fultz put up a, a Photoshopped photo 
of him mm-hmm. and Wagner like back to back, or like with mm-hmm. their back to the camera, sort of like uh, promoting the idea that they're like the sort of future stars of the magic. Oh, that's you, so funny. Do you think Fultz has like called a shot a little early, like trying to hitch his wagons no, no, <laughs> to, the, so, yeah. to the Wagner wagon? No, this is fake news. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the, not fake I'm, news. I think the official magic account posted that. I and saw on Fultz's. Yes, might have been a repost. I think he reposted it, but they were chosen because their numbers were 2022 together. Oh. It spelt out that. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, I think that's why it was chosen. It, it did seem like Fultz, who seems like he's pretty much out of the NBA at this point. No. Um, it, it seemed like he was trying to like align himself with uh, Mo Wagner to try and get the fans to love him and to. Uh, yeah, attach his no. the Wagner Wagner as um, Okay, it's time to talk magic basketball because I went. I thought we'd just talked it and we'd no. covered everything interesting so, about the worst team in the. Did NBA. I talk about on the last time I was on? Had I seen them live yet? On this on my trip, I don't think I had. So I went to them. I saw them about four play four times in one week. I oh went on a road God. trip to. Um, I drove to San Francisco and then to Sacramento. Um, uh, me and Simon. And we then drove down back down to LA where I saw them play the Lakers and the Clippers. And then I saw them play for the first time ever. I'd never seen them play at the Amway Center in Orlando, play the 76ers. And they did lose all games. The Amway Center, as it's known uh, publicly as the um, the Pyramid. The Pyramid. Because and um, the, um, Amway is a pyramid scheme. And sorry, Paul. Did you? Did you? So I interrupted. Did you say that how many games the Magic won over that? Four uh, that games? It was five games. They lost. They lost all of them. But there was some close. There were some close ones. Um, and whew, where to what, start? What, was some, what oh, was Simone's take? Is is that her first Magic game? Yeah, it was actually. She. Um, yeah, she had a good time. I think. Um, I I got t- I got free T-shirts at two of the five games. One was a Golden State Warriors one, which I gave to her, and the other was an Orlando Magic jersey, which I actually dropped. And then the guy behind me felt so bad he gave to me. Um, really, I really butted it. Like the pressure was because it was because I knew it was a Magic one. This was at the Magic game. The pressure was too because I I'm like unbelievably good at getting the free T-shirts from T-shirt cannons. Like Obviously. statistically, I'm so good. Like I like uh, in the last like ten games, I reckon I've I've I'm like forty percent catch a t-shirt. But Wait, how many they, they have that big t-shirt cannon gun thing now? Like how many does that shoot out? Like hundreds? No, nah, well that would shoot up to the higher bowls, and I've usually scammed my way down into the lower bowl. So I'm catching ones that are either thrown or shot by some sort of cannon. Wow! But um. But I, Are you pushing I, people or jumping to catch these? No, uh, just just they just come to me. But um, the 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 Warriors one, I kind of did catch right before a woman caught, and then I caught it, and she grabbed my hands and started shaking me, which was pretty full on. And I, I actually offered to give it to her, and she seemed confused. So then I just kept it. But um, she's wait, why was she confused? Because I don't know. She was like, "Why would you give me that?" It was probably some sort of like sick child that was living out their dream of going their first NBA. <laughs> just, just trying to get a t-shirt. Honestly, that's why the guy in Orlando gave it to me. I think he could sense that desperation. He could sense the desperation, <laughs> and he gave it to me. And then I was way too thankful. I was like, "And it's the worst t-shirt. It's like this real bad like design, Orlando Magic. It's just some palm trees and Orlando Magic written in like a bad fake font." But um. Okay, where to start with these magic games? Because the Amway Center, it was stunning. But um, basically... Was it actually good? Oh, it was so good. It was It was actually... I really liked it. It's really weird. Like, you have to go up really high before you can go down into the stadium, which is kind of cool. But um, basically... So you guys are aware of the my ticketing upgrade system. It's a scam. It's, yes. it's called fraud and, and it's illegal. And basically... All day I'd been at Universal Studios, and so the night before I was really tired. I'd come home from Disney World, and I I quickly did my um my Photoshop adjustments to my ticket, and I didn't do much research. But I got there, and I I went straight down to the row, basically right like two rows behind the Magic Bench, 
Um, so because there's a lower area where it's like the courtside seats, but I was on the main grandstand, like the first row of the main actual grandstand. Do you know what the real scam is? Is the real scam is that they charge money to watch an Orlando Magic game? <laughs> no, those players do not warrant professional ticket prices. But basically, I sit down, and then the usher is like, "Oh, do you have your wristband?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, no." And then he was like, let me see your ticket. And so I showed him the ticket. And then he was like, oh, you have to go down to see this woman down the tunnel at the plinth to get your wristband. And so at this stage, I'm panicking because I'm like, <laughs> I can't go down What's there. Plinth? <laughs> so she's at a plinth with a scanner scanning the tickets. And oh. if she scans my ticket, she's going to see it's for the gods up the very top. This is juicy. So what do you do in this situation? So I head up the tunnel, which is the Magic's tunnel where the players come out of. And I walk, I walk up this tunnel. And right before I get to the plinth, I turn left. And I go into the VIP um, buffet area. Oh, uh, yeah. But, best place to be. Yes, but I'm freaking out. Because then the woman kind of calls out. like She's like, I'm just looking around like confused. Like, I don't know what's going on. And she's like, uh, excuse me, like, um, do you need a... In fact, I kind of like gave myself in. Like, I think if I just kept walking with confidence, I would have just like gone into that that VIP area. But I go back to her, and she's like, "I need to scan your ticket to get, give you a wristband." And so, quick thinking, I turn my phone completely off. And <laughs> <laughs> quick thinking, I throw so, my phone against the wall. I smash my phone, and then I jump on it. Go, you've got I... no evidence. You can't arrest me, and run away. Quit thinking I stand there sweating profusely for like the five seconds it takes an iPhone to turn off. Yes. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I pull up my phone in front of it and swipe across left to yes. right to move them out. Yes. No, I do it pretty slickly. <laughs> I do it pretty slickly. And, um, but I turn it off and uh, I do the swipe thing. And then I tell her, I, I need to scan it to get my wristband. The guy just sent me down here, the usher. But if you can believe it, my phone has just died because I've been at the theme parks all day. <laughs> so my phone was low battery. And I had the charger in my pocket, like a plug, a whole wall plug. So I was like, I pulled that out and was like, if you have a plug somewhere, I can charge it and then scan it. And at <laughs> Why this did you bring out the charger offer, you idiot? You were, your nah, plan was good. working. Show, com- show confidence. Yeah, but it also kind of shows like, <laughs> it shows that my phone could be dead because it's like, why would he have a charger? And it's because he knew and, he was. And it, all rich people roll around with a charger in their pocket. That's, I mean, that's been, that's like VIP 101. You always get that charger. <laughs> but then, so at this point, like this guy shows up in a suit who seems to be the head of the Orlando magic security. And he's kind of now like thinking like, what's going on here? And she's like, is there somewhere he can charge his phone? And the guy's like, uh, at, not really at section 114 so i was like sweet as i'll go there because i know that that's up in the upper bowl like kind of area where it's safe so i was like sweet i'll go there i'll go there and i go to leave and then the the, the original usher is like if you want you can go around under the stands and i'm actually kicking myself that i didn't do that to at least see the cool under the stands area but um instead i said it's fine i'll just go up here and i just kind of quickly left and um and went to a different part of the, the other side of the stadium where I hope must have been very suspicious of you though. Cause they're like, oh, who yeah. is this VIP who never spent showed up thousands of dollars on a lower bowl ticket who is now just fine with going up to the cheap seats to charge his phone and, because... and then never came yeah, back. Yeah. Um, but cause yeah, the wristband, the area I'd chosen was all food included and stuff. But, um, but then I uncovered was an... the head of Orlando magic security, Jonathan Isaac, um, <laughs> doing a second job. The minister of defense. That's he's got so many varieties of COVID. Um, Paul, if it makes you feel any better, I was at, at the in that at the New Orleans game where we were courtside. We were one row back from the very front, mm. and so there was and the seats were empty in front of us. So at like halftime, I said to the the usher, I was like, "Man, do us a solid. We'll just sneak in there at halftime. Just like look the other way. We're terrorists. We're here for a good time." And they make you feel they so special because like we'd been in the VIP. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like you said we're terrorists. terrorists. Which I did not throw it in. Because we'd been in the VIP, like the buffet, and they really give you the star treatment. You feel so mm. special. And he was like, he like winked at me. And I was like, we're on. Yeah, this is so good. We're on. Had had a large frozen alcoholic slushy on the way to the stadium. I will admit that. And then. Guilty. So we, at halftime, got up and sat there. 
And then I looked over and I was like, gave the guy the thumbs up. He just turned around and dumped us straight into a security guard. He came and made us move back. Oh, wow. Ah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, the, the annoying thing is afterwards, I was talking to a guy who had a wristband on who was waiting at the players where they drive out. And I was like, wow, that must have been, I kind of told him the story. And I was like, wow, that wristband, like that must have been expensive. And he was like, nah, not really. And then I was like, I should have like, it was my first time at the Magic's new stadium. Like I should have just forked out a few hundred dollars. Like it wasn't yeah. that much to be in the VIP area. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it was like under 200 US to sit on the yeah. second row. The Pelicans. I'm guessing. I don't want to besmirch I, no, the magic. I think I'm guessing the prices are similar. I think it was. I think it would have been about four hundred US to be honest. The one. I think the one the I was looking famously at. have rip off prices, right? Uh, will they be more expensive than maybe some other smaller market teams just because of the kind of tourist factor? But um, I did uncover like another scam where I went to the um, one of the little fan shops. Wait, wait, is this a scam you uncovered that someone else is doing or you uncovered a scam that you can do in the future? No, no, it, like a scam. Yeah, very, so, very interesting way to phrase committing a crime. Uh, Your Honor, I didn't, I discovered this. <laughs> a way to kill someone. No, to get someone. So basically, I was at one of the fan shops, the Magic um, apparel stores, and Got I to then, get in there. Got I to get then, some of that gear. I then walked across into the nearest men's bathroom. And when I went in, what looked like three guys kind of doing a dodgy deal in there. Like they weren't using the bathroom. They were standing there with all holding bags and talking. And as I was using the bathroom, I was kind of just like eavesdropping. And it seemed like they were doing a little deal. They weren't dealing any illicit substances. They were dealing some magic city edition gray and orange basketball shorts. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah. I was like, this is very weird. And the guy, main guy doing the talking was this short kind of um, squat guy with a baby face. And basically then after the game, the Magic got robbed. Um, and actually on the way out of the stadium, I opened the door and held it for uh, who? Uh, how about Ryan DeVos and his wife, Michelle? Ryan is the son of Dick DeVos and Betsy DeVos. And I held the door for oh them and kind of bowed Jeez. as they walked out. How's this going to tie back to the baby face? That's why I'm... Well, there. Also, what well, you should have slammed the finger, their fingers in the door, those horrible doors. Are they the ones who founded Blackwater? What the F? What's Blackwater? Blackwater is... Come on, you didn't know that an important part of Magic Cannon. Blackwater is the um, dodgy uh, private military that the um, Magic are directly connected to. Blackwater discovered a real good profitable scam, Paul. <laughs> Paul's discovered another scam. Well, so then, Avon and Blackwater. So basically, I I walk... Oh, I also want to preface this by saying, during the game, everyone around me was talking about one Magic player in particular, Freddie Gillespie, and everyone was making the same joke. I've never heard of this guy before. Who is this guy <laughs> that, that the Magic are, are wheeling out? Freddie Gillespie, who is... Um, they keep bringing out to try and mark Joel Embiid. And, um, Please tell honest, me I... Freddie Gillespie is the um, baby face guy from the toilets? No. Yeah, the short baby face Freddie Gillespie, he is short but um, for his role as centre. But uh, he looks about six foot five. But um, So everyone was disrespecting Freddie Gillespie the whole game. And basically, I, I leave the stadium, open the door for the, the DeVosses, and then head round to where the players come out. And as soon as I get there, a guy is like, hey, ma'am, how much would you pay me for this? It's a Franz Wagner black magic jersey. And he's like, how much would you pay me if I get this signed by Franz right now in front of you when he drives out? And I was like, well, this is kind of weird because I'm here. So, like, you know, I could interact with Franz if he drives out. And if he stops with you, like... (laughs) So this guy is, like, trying to... He keeps talking to me about trying to sell me this Franz Wagner signed jersey, which isn't signed yet. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not keen. Sorry, man. I'm not keen. Well, he was like, he was like, it costs 120. He showed me the price tag. And I'd just seen in the shop that that's how much it costs. And he was like, but I'll, I'll give it to you for less. And I was like, well, how does that make sense? I was like, where did you get this jersey from? And he was like, I bought it. And I was like, okay, your business model makes no sense to me. Like you're selling at a loss if you paid 120 for it, get it signed and then sell it for less than 120. But then um, basically then 
later the baby face guy shows up and he's friends with this guy and there's a bunch of them and they're all wearing blue wristbands so they're all sitting in vip seats but they're and they've got the merch store bags and they all got got all this gear that they're trying to like they've been trying to sell and so my theory because then i befriended one guy and the babyface guy called him out and was like he came up to me and said hi and he nearly blew the whole operation because they Ooh. recognized me that was what he said he said they recognized me and my theory is that these guys are just shoplifting from the magic merch store <laughs> and then selling it to maybe fund their VIP tickets. That's yeah, my but theory. You, could the VIP tickets? I think the VIP tickets might be fake, and then if a certain VIP, they just put them on their wrist. Possibly, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they, they just have them that they get from AliExpress or whatever, and so then they make that gives them credibility when they're trying to hawk the stolen goods. Yeah, possibly. I, I, they, I think they buy the cheapest ones. Yeah. What, 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 are you sure the gear's not fake? Um, it didn't seem fake. The jersey, like, it could be, but honestly, when I saw them in the bathroom right next to the store and they were talking about those shorts, I was like, I feel like they just stole those shorts, maybe. Also, but also, how much are some grey Orlando Magic shorts worth? They can't Mm. be a very valuable item to steal and sell for a profit. I don't know. But then, out walks Freddie Gillespie, Orlando Magic player, and he says... Even heard of this guy this is the guy that are joking about no one's heard yes. of yes and even guys waiting there with me were joking about him and he comes out says hi poses for one photo with one guy and then walks off down the street like how boss is that he was just walking home with a backpack <laughs> <laughs> and did babyface get a signature on that no no like it, it, they were just so disrespectful to freddie gillespie i was like i wanted to like walk after him and kind of talked to him as he was walking away, but I thought I'd give is him Freddy, some space. Is Freddie Gillespie like a rostered player, or is it, was there on a 10-day? He was on a 10-day. Um, so someone's theory was that maybe he was staying at a nearby hotel that he had to walk to, but I was like, surely they could give him a ride. Someone could give him a ride. Surely Mo and Franz could let him in the family wagon, in the Volkswagen. <laughs> uh, um, Paul, have you done any research onto Babyface's scam? On the, nah. on the subreddit? No, I haven't. Do you want to blow him up? Nah. Fair enough. Well, because then I asked the the guy who I'd befriended, who was like one of their acquaintances, I asked him, I was like, what is, what is these guys, Um, I think I said, what is their business model? And he was like, I don't know their business model. But then I could tell, it was almost like he was suspicious of me that I was like an undercover cop because I'd never yeah. been there before and I just showed up and started asking questions. So at that point, I was, I felt scared. And I, I cannot <laughs> I think, think of a more th- desperate criminal than someone whose scam is stealing Orlando Magic gear and then trying to sell it on the street. Like, at least steal us. If you did it for the Los Angeles Lakers or the Chicago Bulls, I would understand. But, like, the Orlando Magic are probably selling $10,000 worth of merch a year. Most of that is too poor. Like, (laughs) it's not a successful team. I think Babyface is doing a podcast right now called Magic Talks with a Z. And he's just like describing Paul, this guy that he saw trying to scam his way into the VIP section. <laughs> but um, overall, Meanwhile, he's a legitimate businessman trying to sell grey Orlando Magic shorts that he, got... that he traded for in a bathroom. <laughs> Completely normal thing to do. That he's only got one size of. You're like, hey, I'm a size medium. Do you have a medium? And he's like, nope, I've only got this one pair of 4XLs. Oh, but um, the Magic Stadium is so good. It even has a little like um area with like all the history and like artifacts old players shoes old uniforms even old locker rooms is there one orlando magic player who's worth seeing their old shoes of like who do they have like Shaq. they better have um, gilbert arenas do, do they have gilbert arenas gucci's no they i, I don't think, think so those but guy you say that but those would be the best shoes to have in a shoe museum mm. by far <laughs> yeah um, and they had the the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame is right there, and you can just walk around it. It's amazing. Paul, were you an Agent Zero fan when he was at the Magic? Yeah, I was. Someone recently described that as the worst contract in the history of the NBA, um, and I disagreed because he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, they don't know about um, Mark L. Fultz's twenty million dollars a year contract. So. No, no. Jokes on them. But um, overall, I had a incredible time in the states, uh, and especially in Orlando. Um, I also, I've, I, wait, I haven't dropped this bombshell. Uh, 
I met uh, Reggie Jackson in his car, and he signed a um, free Clippers um, bum bag that I got for being early at the game. <laughs> and honestly, Reggie Jackson, one of the nicest people in the world. Hey, Paul, I think. Can I just say thank you to for dropping that bombshell? You know, like just yes. a, yes, a real treat to the listeners who listen to the end of the podcast. What a great treat! But then, secondly, <laughs> after the Magic Clippers game, I went round to the gate as I always do, and who walks out? R.J. Hampton. Days. Really? Yes, he walks out, and um, I'm the first person I approach him. No one, none of the Clippers fans even recognized him as a player. So I went up to him and I said, uh, "Hi, RJ. Uh, could I get a photo?" And then we took a photo. And as we were taking the photo, I said, "I'm from Auckland," because he obviously came to Auckland. I or I said New Zealand maybe or Auckland. I can't remember. And he um and he was like, "I don't oh. know what that is." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> And that was kind of it. And then we took a photo and then he left. And um, Well, are you telling me he couldn't remember one mem- one detail of his one year living in Auckland? No, well, well, other people then wanted photos with him when they saw that he was a player. You didn't peep any, any Joker tats? No, <laughs> but I will say this. There was a rumor in the summer, Magic players, uh, fans, were rumor, uh, the rumor was that he'd grown to six foot seven. And I can confirm that he is at best six foot two. um now he at best maybe six foot three but i honestly think he had quite um thick soled shoes and i was in loafers (laughs) and he was like only slightly taller than me and i'm six one how's rj going for the magic oh actually so i kind of had no like out of all the players we traded for last year all the young core he was the player i was least excited for just because i was like you know i just didn't really feel him you know, I was like, he's all athleticism. But here's the thing. His shooting has skyrocketed this season. He's been working with Mike Miller, and he's actually been like our best three-point shooter. And crazy athletic. His shot is really coming along. And it's just his he, – he makes some bad decisions. But actually, I've been really impressed. He's really won me over. Yeah, cool. Well, we, we could speculate about how tall he is all, all, all day long, but we should probably leave it here. Uh, I love you all. Thank you for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. I've been the legal eagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you on the flippity floppity. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.